Welcome again to the Babbleheads Podcast with Bryson and Corey. <laughs> you can do better. Come on, you can do better. I've heard you do better. <clears throat> Welcome to the Babbleheads Podcast with Bryson and Corey. Welcome back to the Babbleheads Podcast. Yeah. We're back. Mm-hmm. It's, re- it's, it's really happening. We're back it again. Is. Can you can believe you be- it? No, I cannot believe it. I can't believe we were about to say the exact same thing. We've been doing that a lot lately. We have. This is going to be a very uninteresting podcast if we just say the same thing over and over again. Over and over again. Oh, no. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's begun. So, I don't know if you recall, but last time... We promised to touch on a subject. Do you remember what that subject was? How could I possibly remember that? History. We did? We did. Why would we do that? Because we like to show uh, off our high school educations. Oh! And some college in there, but let's be real. College history is just reteaching you everything you learned in high school. Yeah, and teaching you that half of the stuff that you learned was wrong. Yeah. Pluto's not a planet, people. Well, I always thought it was funny where it's like, hey, for this history class, we're going to spend an entire semester on the Civil War. Well, that's (laughs) actually, in college, I took an entire course called American History Civil War. Yeah. It was an entire semester of just the Civil War. So let's say I'm actually pretty good at the Civil War. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to avoid the Civil War. No! (laughs) Go for the things I know about. Make me sound smart. Yeah, so we're going to kind of, I want to have a disclaimer here that we are not history buffs or majors. <laughs> we are actually <laughs> probably do. really dumb. Yes, I'm a doctor in history. If you, if you come doctorate. and talk to me about uh, 3D parametric modeling, then I can give you a pretty good <laughs> seminar. But if you talk to me about, you know, like uh, what date in particular the Constitution was ratified, I probably don't remember. <laughs> no, I, I have no idea. It was 1822, right? a joke don't look at me like that. <laughs> it had to be in the 1900s yes obviously. i think it was like 1954 that makes sense yeah somewhere in there so obviously we're not going to be that bad but oh actually here i've got a great piece of history i want to talk about oh yeah that's yeah good. july 4th <laughs> i want to talk about july 4th okay okay what happened on july 4th why do we celebrate independence day on july 4th because that's where we declared independence obviously incorrect oh why did i suggest this so july 4th is actually an interesting day Mm -hmm. because july 4th isn't an interesting day at all (laughs) so the declaration of independence was first printed on july 2nd Mm -hmm. okay so it was printed on july 2nd printed yes on their their xerox printer interestingly enough they had printing presses um so <laughs> so here's I know the, that here's the fun thing they printed it on printing presses i forget the name there was actually a specific name of there's two different two different runs of the declaration of independence that were done originally on printing presses and i forget the name so forgive me but there was two different um uh, what do you call them, manuscripts or whatever that were printed and interestingly the one that we all think of when you when you hear the words declaration of independence is the handwritten version yes um but that wasn't the first version the first version was printed on the printing press 
Yeah. Seems kind of backwards. It like is, who does is. a first draft on so a printing? So the press? first, the first, the first draft that was distributed on July fourth. The first draft was printed on July second, distributed to the states and other like major um, people, ma- major players <clears throat> on July fourth. And then after that, I don't remember the rest of the dates, so forgive me. But after <laughs> that, I think it was July twenty something of seventeen seventy six was when the Declaration of Independence that we all know was was drafted and signed and then like august 2nd and again these are like completely pulling out of my Shots butt dates. In the dark. Yeah. <laughs> this is roundabouts here people yeah it's um, like it's somewhere near this date yeah i swear um and then that was when they distributed another version of a printed version of the declaration of independence more mass uh and on more mass scale um and the more ironic thing about this whole thing is we quote unquote declared our independence, but Britain didn't get a manuscript, didn't get a copy of the Declaration of Independence until August. <laughs> <laughs> so there was like about a month where it's like, yeah, we've done it. <laughs> There's going to be no repercussions whatsoever. Yeah, and then and, then, and then all of a sudden you have the uh, the wonders that were the Articles of Confederation. Yeah, that was a good time, right? Yeah. When when people still reference the Articles of Confederation and call themselves sovereign citizens and pretend like they don't have to have a driver's license to drive on the road and that mm. they don't have to pay taxes because they're not a citizen of the United States. They're they're a sovereign citizen of the world, and they're traveling. They're stupid. Mm. Yeah, I literally know nothing about that. So. Yes, I love it when I get to, get to learn you. Now you learn me. Smallpox blankets. <laughs> We had tell this discussion about, earlier. Tell me all about them smallpox blankets. Well, Bryson doesn't believe that smallpox blankets were an intentional thing. He believes that the, all the native peoples just so happened to get smallpox. Okay, calm down with the with the blame game here. What I said earlier was, I didn't know, and I assumed <laughs> that it was accidental. Yeah, it was totally accidental. They totally had people... With smallpox, lay on the blankets accidentally, then just so happened to give it to people that they knew didn't have an immunity for it. I don't think they understood immunity. I think they did. I don't think they did. Because germ theory wasn't a thing until the 1800s, and we're talking about the 1400s. I think they knew enough, especially after the Black Plague. They might have known, lay on blanket, make sick. Yes. But I don't think they knew... Native people, immunity no have. Well, I'm sure they went over, they met the native people. Suddenly the native people all started getting sick with things that they no longer got sick with, and then they could put two and two together. I don't know. I don't, I'm just not convinced. You should be. You're very convincing. I feel like I'm convinced. Here, this is the great thing about this podcast, mm-hmm. is we promise that we have not researched this (laughs) no we haven't at all (laughs) like if you look at history so like let's just jump way back in time here for a second um i remember they were talking about like the aqueducts that like ancient rome built yeah you remember those things and how they were like this huge mystery like they built things that transported water miles upon miles up in the air yeah I think they were smart enough to be like, okay, maybe disease is a thing. Yeah, but they still didn't understand gravity. They just knew water goes downhill. So they built a hill. 
That's all the aqueducts were, dude. They were just a big old hill. So they had water up here on this here big hill, right? Water here. We make water go down. I'm not trying to make the ancient Romans sound like cavemen. Do you remember who discovered gravity? Well, and how long ago that was? Discovered is kind of an apt term. I think that man has always inherently known gravity. But I think that the person that you're referring to named it. First person it. Got, that got crushed by a boulder. <laughs> That's the person that discovered gravity. Actually, their friend who was standing next to them. Yeah, probably Ooh, big true. Big rock fall down and kill friend. <laughs> gravity. Yeah. Sir Isaac Newton really just named something that had been killing millions of people <laughs> yeah. since day one. Yeah. Um, we talked a little bit uh, in the last episode about being the first to discover something. And I mean, it must have been really dark days when it's like, hmm, should I eat that thing? Oh, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You go. Oh, that berry looks tasty. Well, I guess I better try mm-hmm. death. Instant death. Because that's the thing is, you know, when you look at a lot of that stuff, it looks appealing. Yeah. For a reason. And so let's say, for instance, poisonous berries. If you're to eat them and they kill you, what's that purpose of that bush? Like, you know, a lot of people go, well, it's to defend itself. No, it's because it's not poisonous to all critters. So a bird probably can eat that berry just fine, Mm -hmm. but we can't. In the same way that we can eat macadamia nuts and our (laughs) back legs don't fall asleep for three days. (laughs) I think you're going to have to go a little bit into that very specific specific thing yeah well let me i'll come back to it i'll circle back to that but um interestingly enough you said the words they look like that for a reason they look appealing for a reason yeah do you know why they look appealing to us well i know i know certain animals they eat it then they poop it out and that's how they spread well what i'm getting at is is the reason why certain things look appealing to you and i Mm. is because over the gajillion years that things have been evolving on this planet the gene that says that your brain looks at that plant and it looks tasty, that person who lived got to pass on their genes that said it looked tasty. So over millions of years, we instinctually know that looks edible. Yeah, and that's the kind of weird thing about instincts because we do have some, um, but people don't realize like that kind of stuff is passed on in a very like... Our, our genetic way. code is a very... I mean, you think about the critters on the Earth that are, like, very simple organisms, like mm-hmm. bacteria or amoeba. They still know how to be amoeba. Yeah. Well, And I'm, it's not because they can. They think to themselves consciously, like, I am an amoeba. I am to go over here and do this thing that amoeba do. Yeah. Well, I think uh, if you look at dogs... That's the perfect example of it because they're bred for a purpose. But they still have their natural instincts. Yeah, so that's the thing is like somebody gets a, for instance, a hunting dog that's meant to chase down birds and like scare them so you can shoot them. Even if you never train them to do that. Yeah, they're going to have, sometimes they'll just do it. Not all of them. Sometimes there's that weird one. Well, there's always the weird one. We have trench coat wearing people too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So back to history. A no, bit. I wasn't done circling back yet. Oh, circle back. So circle. <laughs> we're going to circle, circle back around. to macadamia nuts oh, and yeah. dogs. <laughs> Let this be a forewarning to all. 
don't let your dog eat macadamia nuts. Now, let the record show that I did not hand feed my dog macadamia nuts, but my son loves macadamia nuts, and Mm -hmm. he's little, Mm -hmm. you know? So he leaves food around, and we do our best to clean up after him, but we miss it sometimes. Yeah. And he had dumped out half a can of macadamia nuts on the coffee table in our living room. And we do put a gate up when we leave the house, but Willie is very cunning, and he is able to move the gate out of the way using his teeth. Yeah. Which is freaking impressive, because this gate weighs twice as much as he does. Yeah. And so he moves it, and he goes in the living room, and he hangs out, and he sits on top of the couch, and he barks at cars that go by, and whatever. He has a good good old time. Good for him. Well, this time, he found the macadamia nuts, which is weird, because he normally doesn't grab food from tables. Mm -hmm. It's just not his thing. So he grab, goes up on the table and he eats up these macadamia nuts, num, num, num. And then we got home later on that day and uh, he was acting really funny. Like he was not able to walk real well and he was wobbling side to side. He looked like he had had like a half a bottle of tequila. Aww. And th- we looked around and we saw out by the back door where he goes outside to go potty, there was a big old puddle of puke there. Oh. And we were like, he's never, I mean, never, mm-hmm. not since we got him, has he ever puked once? And we're like, that's not good. Mm-hmm. So we look at him and he's shaking and we're like, oh my God, what's wrong with Willie? So we look around the house trying to figure out what he could have got into. And I saw the macadamia nut remnants oh, no. on the, on the coffee table. And I'm like, oh, let me use the Google machine. So I Google machined it. And sure enough, I saw on Google that. Macadamia nuts are toxic for dogs, but generally non-fatal. Yeah. Um, and it gave it very specific instructions that if your dog has uh, eaten macadamia nuts, that you should immediately contact a vet. I didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but I did do uh, the next portion, which was to monitor them for 24 to 48 hours. And if the sy- symptoms got worse, so if he lost all use of his back legs, then I would take him to the vet mm-hmm. because then it's becoming worse. But luckily he got better in like 12 to 18 hours. And I'll tell you what, I saw the worst, most disgusting dog poop I've ever seen. <laughs> he dropped a loaf uh, and it instead of being his normal, uh, very nice, like uh, good consistency uh, dog poop, this was a two-inch wide, like a ball, of macadamia nuts, completely undigested. Whole. He didn't even chew the bastards. They were whole macadamia nuts, and they were, like, held together in a clump by, like, mucus poo. Yep. And it was, like, uh, let's see. It looked like a cluster of, well, macadamia nuts wrapped in shit. (laughs) It was disgusting. I'm sure he felt like a hundred bucks afterwards. (laughs) Can you imagine pooping out a cluster of nuts? Um, So I have a story like that, and then we can get back to history. Okay. So we've had dogs for a long time, um, but I had never known that grapes were toxic to dogs. Yeah, yeah. Willie's eating his fair share. My grandma used to feed him to him. Oh, jeez. Yep. So we are driving, uh, and I mean, Riker was a puppy still. Like a little, little puppy, you know, about about the size of your dog, fully grown. Yeah. And uh, we're riding out to go camping. And we're sharing snacks, and one of the snacks is grapes. So we're like, oh, I wonder if he can have that. And I couldn't get cell service on my phone. And I'm like, ah, I'm sure that's fine. 
So we give him wah, wah. we give him one. He kind of plays with it but doesn't want it. But then he's like, "Okay, I'll eat it." So he eats that. And he, then he eats his instincts were like, "Bro, you're not supposed to eat this." <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, well, it's my owner. I trust yeah, him." Yeah, yeah. So he's then he's good um, to me. So then he has like one or two more and my phone finally gets service and my search comes back and it says extremely toxic. Don't give it to him. And I just like your heart sank. The horror. So I call, and I mean, we're already like a ways away from anybody, so we're seeing like what's the closest vet, whatever. Right. And uh, it's a holiday weekend, so everybody's closed. Yeah, there is no vet. So I call my veterinarian, and thank God they have like 24-7 people there, Yeah. even on holidays, which is amazing, but they're like now over two hours away. I go, listen, this is what happened. What do I do? And they're like, okay, what you have to do is you have to stop and you have to get hydrogen peroxide. Have Put a little in a cap, have them lick it up, and they pee. Yeah. So we did that, measured it out. It's based on body weight and gave it to him. And I'm walking him around. My mom is sobbing. Of course. You know, because, she doesn't do well under stress. Yeah, and I, I'll like be that. real. Like, I was pissed. Not at her, but at, at myself. Yeah. And I was knowing. just like, I was not in the best state. I, I feel like when you when you get a dog, they should hand you a pamphlet. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I'm walking this little puppy around like, please. They did when I had a kid. Yeah. They I'm handed like, me a pamphlet. I'm like, please throw up. Please throw up. Please, please throw up. And he's just walking around like, he has no idea what's going on. He's as happy as can be. He's running around. And then all of a sudden he looks at me like, Hmm. And tips his head and goes, <laughs> and literally the entire contents of his stomach comes up. So I'm talking what he had for breakfast, like four hours before he had the grapes, was still in there. And I'm like, wow. And he just it just kind of all comes out at once. It was the strangest thing. And my mom's like, oh my God, thank God. And she's like, we got to go through and find the grapes. I'm like, he chewed the grapes to shreds. There's nothing going to be left of the grapes. How many grapes did he eat? Like two to three. He probably would have been fine. Yeah. To be honest with you, he genuinely... Because Willie is literally a seven-pound dog. Yeah. And he has eaten three grapes at a time before. Because my grandma literally used to feed them to him. So what they say is it's a lot like chocolate. That some dogs with grapes will be completely fine. Yeah. Others, they have a single grape. And they die. Yeah. So it's like... Playing... Yeah, playing roulette with your dog's life and that's not something i was willing to do yeah we we only know that he can handle grapes because it was already done yeah it was not something that we condone let the record show that i do not feed my dog grapes so i uh needless to say he's fine love them he's (laughs) needless to say he's fine now but uh do you give willy people food not generally only very occasionally so he does beg and we try to yeah try to quash that a little bit so if he's good and doesn't beg i'll give him a little bit of like whatever's left over at the end if yeah. it's if it's okay for him to have so like if we're having roast beef i'll give him a little piece of roast beef or you know if we're having pizza he freaking loves pizza crust <laughs> like i think all dogs he goes do. cuckoo for pizza crust. i think all dogs do because my golden retriever tucker loved pizza crust oh we all knew what tucker loved <laughs> oh food <laughs> food and not like moving tucker <laughs> She was the most not golden retriever, golden retriever. Oh my god! I've ever known. I love that dog. She was a barrel on wheels. Yes, she was. 
Ah, uh, she was, but she was great. Such uh-huh. a good personality. She fit right in with the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're sitting there playing talk, video games. Talk, what do you want to do? <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> I think I'm going to just go lay outside and stare at the birds for a couple hours. <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> See you in a couple hours, hon. Uh, but I'm not yeah. going to chase them. Don't worry. I'll sit <laughs> yeah, on the porch. I'm just going to... Oh, that's too much work. But, uh, yeah. There so are back... stairs in between me and those birds. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it got to the point where my mom, like, my mom was super paranoid about her running into the road or something, but at the end, like... There's no she, way. She couldn't even get she, there. Yeah, she'd open up the door, uh, Tucker would go out, walk out back, just sit in the pool. <laughs> it, that's She would either be on the underneath the tree out front or in the pool, and that's where she was. She never went anywhere else. Huh, she liked to go in the pool, huh? That's awesome. Yeah. She would just sit there. Her uh, <laughs> See, in the swimming's too much work for yeah. a barrel. <laughs> well, she kind of floated, <laughs> so her uh, her can. very light fur would turn green in the summer. She spent so much time in the water. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so yeah, that's a lot about dogs. History, though. Okay, back to dogs. You kind <laughs> of threw try- me on that. I one. was trying to spin you back, so I don't want to talk about history anymore. I've already expended all my history knowledge. All right, what about this? Let's talk about the History Channel. Oh snap! You remember when the History Channel used to be actual history? Yeah, I was like five. Yeah, because it's that- been reality TV ever since. And uh, actually, one really oh, good and TV ancient show. aliens. Let's not forget about historical yes. aliens, though. Yes, and um, is uh. Hunting Bigfoot on the History Channel now? Uh, or is that I thought that Animal was Animal Planet. Planet. It's just... I don't watch TV, really, so I can't really talk. I used yeah. to watch a lot of TV. Yeah. I mean, I remember one of my first jobs was working at a golf course. And you saw the Sam Squanch. Yes, I saw the Sam Squanch. Um, and there was a gentleman there, an older guy, and it was like his retirement job where he'd run the pro shop during the day. It's not too busy during the week, you know. He would watch the History Channel and leave the History Channel on, and like, I'd show up, and we'd overlap like one or two hours, and I'd pick up some actual history from the History yeah. Channel. I actually did learn some things from the History Channel, and now I don't know if they do any of that stuff anymore. Ah, uh, no, they do. Um, just a couple of years back, actually, they did a wicked awesome um, mini series on the Civil War. Hmm. That was awesome. It was like, uh, like a, I think like a six part mini series, yeah, an hour a piece, and it was awesome. So one of my favorite shows is Vikings, and that's on History Channel. That is not historical, Barry but Manning, exactly right? that's the thing is like it's they, very loosely based on people whose names existed. Yeah, like they, they kind of mashed it all together. And something they had done at the beginning was they're like, yeah, it's kind of based on history, but kind of not really. Like Ragnar Lothbrook was a dude. Yeah, that's about as yeah. historically accurate. And as he it had was. a son named Bjorn. Yeah, but like uh, Rolo was not alive at that time. Yeah, and you know, I don't know. It's like I get that it's cool, and they have to make money to stay afloat. Yeah, but it's also it's like I actually like want to learn about the actual history. I have a suggestion for you. Then go online. No, yeah. you want to watch a TV station that has factual things on it watch pbs pbs is for kids no pbs has a portion for kids but um there's tons of great documentaries that they that air on pbs 
I don't know. I guess my thing now is I just don't watch a lot of TV. No, I watch. If I'm going to watch a video format, it's going to be online, almost yeah. guaranteed. YouTube or something like Netflix. Netflix has great documentaries on yeah. it. I haven't sat down and watched a documentary in a long time. Well, what you need to do is just make time. Documentaries are great because you can almost listen to them. Yeah. So, like, uh, when I'm at work, I listen to podcasts and all kinds of different mm-hmm. things. So I'll pop on a documentary and turn the screen off and just listen to it through my headphones. Yeah. Maybe you'll learn something. N- impossible. 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 But, uh, yeah, I think when you look at a lot of the trajectory for TV shows and channels, it's more about can we keep people watching this? It's just like... Dude, it's, it's the way of the culture now, and I yeah. don't understand it, because TV is going towards whatever we can do to get people to watch. We need ratings. Mm-hmm. And internet is just as bad. It's whatever we can do to get clicks. Oh my god, dude. Like, it's... Clickbait look, is like, come on. Well, anything now. You look like, I want to know how to do this. You go there, and you have to listen to the person's life story... Are you Before talking about you, YouTube videos? Not even YouTube videos. It's just like an article. Like, uh, example, I went to see The Joker, and Scott was with me, and we're like, I wonder if there's anything after the credits. You know, sometimes movies do that. I know it's a big thing with Marvel. Yeah. But you never know. He looks it up, all of the articles to just see if there's a thing after the credits is like, Two, 10 pages long and you have to click or scroll down where they're talking about their feelings of it so they're literally using something that they know is a question hey is there move is there credits after is there more after the credits is a common question so they know that so they make all their tags and everything make sure you go to their article right. where then they think maybe they'll want to read my review on the joker and it's such a but shady, shitty thing. It does, the real view itself doesn't matter. The fact that you clicked and got to their site, that's what matters. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, when you go to an advertiser and get paid for uh, putting an advertisement on your website, you're getting paid by the number of clicks you get per per month. You know, I got to say, it's got to be a really easy time to be like some of these online journalists. I'm not talking to journalists in general. Really good gener- journalists. That takes a lot of work. Real good but, journals don't barely exist anymore. But now it's like, oh no, learn this about this thing. And it's literally somebody tweets something and it's like two paragraphs about that tweet and that's their article. We live in the age of opinion journalism, my and friend. And it's literally just, sometimes it's literally just like, um, what was an example? Oh, it's huge now. And I just talked about the Joker. How Jared Leto is very upset about uh how do you say his name the new joker oh uh jo- joaquin phoenix phoenix that's how you say joaquin it. phoenix joaquin phoenix how he's so upset about it and how yada 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 it was literally one tweet and there's 20 different pages saying the exact same thing and that's their content and it's become clear that they don't give a crap if anybody reads it they just want to get somebody there yes history yeah <laughs> we went from talking about history to talking about jared leto tweeting it's interesting the turns <laughs> this podcast takes i mean 
uh let's so let's spice history up a little bit with something more with whiskey no oh with something a bit more fun but still historical let's talk about like legends and you mentioned the sam squatch the sam squanch um that's what the trailer park boys call it call it yeah. it's the sam squanch have you uh seen that thing and again i think it's just a clickbait article circling around facebook about the loch ness monster no i don't i don't click on those things i don't dignify them with a click yeah so like the loch ness monster is something that i find very interesting i don't know if it's real i can't buy into it 100 percent. pretty much guarantee that it's not real because of the sonar that we have the sonar technology that we have that has been implemented at loch ness has yeah. basically come up with nothing and it, that's it, according to something i read that's false so apparently hear me out there are tours on loch ness that are like you sign up and hey we're gonna go look for nessie is the shtick I bet they make a lot of money because they never find it. Yeah. Well, apparently at one point they had the sonars pick up something huge. And it never happened before. And then it just disappeared. All right. Here's my counter my counter argument to that. If that were true, mm-hmm. it would have been in the news. Like the actual news. Maybe. But maybe it was just something where... That would be like aliens landing in front of the White House and no one covered it. I guess. Um, they shared pictures recently of like, oh, this teenager caught a picture of Loch Ness Monster in a river. And it's like, look at how massive it is. And it's like, either I'm not understanding the scope of this river, but it looks like it's the size of like a large dog. It's probably a log. Yeah. And I mean, it has the same general shape. I'd like to say that the Loch Ness Monster is real, but I just, you know, there's pictures where I think the issue is that if a picture's genuine, it's not going to look as good as some of the faked ones, and the faked ones ruined it. And I'm not even saying that there's even genuine pictures out there. Like, the one I saw, um, it looks like... uh, there's something in the front and then something a little bit in the back. You know how like a boat makes a wake? Yeah. It looked like that, like something was just below the surface. But that could be anything. It could be a sturgeon or whatever. I mean, yeah. Stur- think about how big sturgeon get. Yeah. And I mean, I don't even know if there's sturgeon in Loch Ness, but something either. like it. But there's no reason why it can't be something explainable. Yeah. I, and to think that a prehistoric beast, one of its kind, has lived on and maybe two of them would have lived on but then they have to procreate with each other and then those would have to stay in that one spot and then there'd be mm-hmm. two and then there'd be four and then there'd be six and to think about the level of food that it would require to sustain a mating pair of a creature that size yeah well the you thing gotta is, think about the logistics of this thing the thing is is if it is alive and it is the only one it's plausible that it's still alive because there's things that have lived hundreds of years that are alive now hundreds of years yeah. We're talking about millions since the well. I don't. Era. I don't think it'd be a prehistoric thing. You know that whole idea is that I think that's a little absurd. I think there's a chance that there's something that lives there, but I don't know. I, I can't there's, there's, take the step back to prehistoric. There's a chance, but to me, the chance is so slim yeah. that it's just not believable. Now, if you were to tell me 
that there was a prehistoric creature living in the depths of the ocean yeah. that continues to live to this day, that has thrived in an area where we can't see, like, the bottom of the Marianas Trench, then I would believe you. Yeah, I, uh... We discover new creatures in the ocean every day. Yeah, I remember Not looking day, but... at something where they talk about the reason why it's still somewhat plausible that something lives in Loch Ness is all the underground caverns that are connected to it. So, all, so it is plausible to me that there would be something that lives down there that doesn't have a reason to come up all that often. Then maybe. But then why doesn't it have to come up? You know, why would it ever come up if it did? Yeah. I I like to keep the hope alive that there's things out there that we haven't found. Like, well, there are in the depths of the ocean yeah. and in the depths of the rainforest or the no. uh, the Tanzanian wilds and stuff like that. And yeah. yeah, there are definitely things that we haven't discovered, 100%. We discover new species all the time. Yeah, it so is. So to think that we know all there is to know is ridiculous. Yeah. Like how long ago was it that we thought that the giant squid was a creature of myth? Yeah, and then that's, that's again, that's the issue with the clickbait is they're talking about how, oh, that's... Now we found out it's true, and it's like, well, it really wouldn't have taken down a ship. They would have just seen it. Yeah, it. well, in fact, the funny thing is is that they probably saw it, and then it blew up from there yeah. to like a ship-crushing monster. Yeah. But you, but those squid, if Are they huge. were at the surface, were, were dead Yeah. because they live at the bottom. And actually, part of the reason why they – this is speculation. I'm not a scientist. Mm-hmm. I, I had heard – um, th- and I don't know where, so I don't have a resource, but I had heard that the re- part of the reason why they were so big by the time they got to the surface mm-hmm. is because of the difference in pressure causing their body to expand massively. So they've gone from that. something way down and they don't have a skeleton or anything to hold their body together. So mm-hmm. by the time they get to the top surface and the pressure is a hundred times less, their body has grown by a hundred percent. I could see that. I think, uh, and then, you know, they talked about how... Not that they weren't huge to begin with. Yeah, they talked about how everyone thought for a while manatees were um, what they thought were mermaids, which yeah. I never understood that because they don't really look like an attractive woman, <laughs> but I guess maybe months and months out at sea, you know, would affect that. But now they're sharing pictures of it's some type of smaller whale that actually has knees yeah, it, this whale in its um, tail area has yeah. knees, so when it swims, it bends those, and it looks like a naked person swimming at caught at the right angles. Really? Yeah, so it literally looks like somebody like kicking up their knees and then pushing to swim. So it, like imagine what you see all the mermaids as in movies where they have like the f- bottom that's fish it literally is like a human wrapped in fish yeah that so that is like wow you know is it disappointing that it's not actually people swimming down there well there is the speculation of the conspiracy of basically the sea monkeys i haven't heard that one it well the idea is that oh aquatic apes is the actual theory okay what they call it and the idea is that we humans have partially webbed hands and feet mm-hmm. and that we evolved near the near the water so we came from a group of of uh primates that went to live down by the water 
and we adapted to that environment to be able to swim out to get fish mm-hmm. and come back and live on land. But the idea is that we, uh, Homo sapiens, stayed on the land, and then another branch of the same primate um, went, back went to the, the other way. Yeah, I mean, that, that very likely could have happened, though it is weird when you look at the evolution of all animals. We evolved out, out of, the, of water. the water. It's weird that some stayed or went back. Because some did go back. Yeah. So I think it would be just Like amphibians where yeah. frogs lay their eggs and they literally look like a little fish when they first yeah. hatch. And then they literally turn into a land-dwelling creature. Yeah. But that's interesting. Uh, it's kind of like, I wonder if that's maybe where the Lost City of Atlantis stuff comes from. Because I've never really looked into it know, that man. much. It's like, that to me is like El Dorado. Yeah. And El Dorado was a figment, not not a figment of imagination, but an embellishment. Yeah. All it was was an embellishment, and it became a legendary city. Yeah. But here's the thing. It's, do you think that it's unrealistic to think that at some point there was a even a small area populated by people that got like a massive earthquake that sunk into the water? I mean, look at Venice. Yeah. That's partially underwater. Just because over time... Well, they built that purposefully on the water. No. Venice used to be above the water. No. Yes. No, they... I I think this is where we're going to have to disagree. Because, again, not a professional on the city of Venice, but I thought that they had purposefully built it over water. See, my understanding, and I I definitely am fallible and could be completely wrong was that it was once above water and then the uh, levels of the of the water had risen. They built it below sea level and when the, wa- the waters rose, it filled the city. See, I very clearly remember watching League of Extraordinary Gentlemen many, many times. <laughs> and there was all the underwater infrastructure to hold the city up that they had all the bombs in. So clearly that movie has to be right. Oh, yeah. You know what? Trump, uh, Trump card right there. Checkmate. Yep. You win. I, I don't know. I Honestly, I don't know. I had always thought that that's what it was, but maybe I'm wrong. Or maybe it's a combination of both. I'm going to take a page out of Joe Rogan's handbook right now. And go, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just an idiot. I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, to me, it makes sense more that it would be kind of in between. You know, I can't imagine someone go, we're going to build this entire city on water. Or like the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Yeah. Was that built at an angle, Corey? No. Okay, good. At least we agree on that. No. But that's the thing is it's something where there's never one absolute in anything. So I don't well, think they're like, uh, hey, we're going to be written so by long. the victors. Yeah. So well, that, maybe yeah. maybe they want you to think that Venice was built below below the water because woo, we built a city below water. But really, they're like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Yeah. We really we meant to do up. that. We totally, totally meant it. <laughs> yeah bullshit artist of the century right there <laughs> don't worry about it we've accounted for the fact that the water is currently filling all the stuff we just built that was meant to happen we're good it's, like it's gonna be sweet con- the first shady contract don't worry <laughs> don't worry about it people it's under control think about it this way you don't need a horse is the tower supposed to be leaning that way <laughs> yes in yes. a thousand years, man, I don't even think it's that long, but in many years, man, you're going to make so much money off the tourism this thing gets. <laughs> People are going to take their phones. You know, that's actually funny you say that. It's amazing how things like the Eiffel Tower yeah. 
uh, if I'm not mistaken, we're talking about history again, so I could be mistaken. Okay. The Eiffel Tower had fallen into quite a bit of disrepair at one point. Mm-hmm. And they were considering tearing it down. I don't know about that. I know that, again, if I'm remember, remembering correctly, the Eiffel Tower was built to be like the tallest building in the world. Probably. And it was toppled like within a month. <laughs> because it got to the point where everybody was doing it. And now I think the tallest building is someplace in like... I can tell you what it is. It's oh, yeah. the Burj Khalifa in Abu yeah. Dhabi. Yeah, I was going to say like, it's just some ridiculous... How do I know tall... that? Isn't it a skyscraper? It's a sky poker. Yeah, <laughs> it I... doesn't scrape it, it stabs it. The Here's the thing. If you see the difference between the height, it, that's what blew me away, is the difference in height between the Burj Khalifa and like the Empire State Building. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, it's another two-thirds higher yeah. than the Empire State. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and it's something where you look at that and you have to applaud the engineering. You th- yeah. Because that's well, incredible. At the, I, I remember documentaries again. Yeah. I remember hearing, and I don't remember the exact numbers, but it sways at the yeah. top. It sways like like 30 or 40 feet yeah. in any direction. Yeah. And they have like this huge, massive counter pendulum at the bottom of the building mm-hmm. that so like if the top sways to the right the pendulum will swing to the left and keep the building balanced yeah that makes sense it's pretty freaking insane but that's the thing is something like that how tall does it how deep below it does the supporting structure have to be to hold all the top parts up i got to imagine it's probably half as deep yeah. or at least a quarter as yeah because that's the thing there's no way it's just sitting it can't physically just sit there yeah no so like the it's such a huge undertaking and at that point it's something where like nobody needs that <laughs> Like, I wonder how much... It, it's a giant dick measuring contest to see yeah. who can build the biggest one. I wonder if you can look up online and see how much of that building's actually occupied. I have no idea. You know what's funny is the um, when they built the One World Trade Center in New York City, mm-hmm. that wasn't even... they didn't. That wasn't the goal. They weren't like, let's build the biggest, um, the biggest tallest building in the, in the world. Yeah. We, <laughs> the World Trade Center is actually America's biggest middle finger. Oh, yeah? It is. It's America's biggest middle finger. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, Come on. Give me the joke, man. That was a good one. It's a dad joke. I don't get it. It went right over my it, head. It zipped right over your head, did it? R slash boosh? Yes. No, Um. The, because it was built despite the people who attacked the World Trade Centers. Yeah. So it was Amer- the one World Trade Center is America putting up a big old middle finger to everybody who attacked them. I gotcha. You get it? Yes, I get it now. Uh, so something that I always thought was kind of weird and kind of sad is the old, uh, World's Fair stuff. Cause wasn't something huge was built for the World's Fair. And it's like, we never got to see any of that where like the world came together in one location. We do that every few years. It's called the Olympics. Yeah. But like that's in the spirit of competition. I mean, not that the World's Fair wasn't saying... Look at how good we are in comparison to you. But, you know, I never looked too much into it, but it used to be some, like, crazy huge thing, and I wonder why at some point it just went under. Well, there's a lot of things that do that, so it could be anything. Yeah. The Olympics. 
are a pretty recent thing. And they were started in ancient Greece as a competition between the, the different, like, uh, what do they call them, states or nations of Greece. Yeah. And then they didn't happen for, like, a thousand years or a mm-hmm. couple thousand years. And then we decided to create a worldwide competition of all the nations that wanted to participate for athleticism, and we just decided to call it the Olympics in the mm-hmm. spirit of Greece. Well, it's something, too, when you look at the Olympics, and I'm kind of forgetting the point I started to say here, so I'm going to just keep talking till I think about it. The Olympics, yes. Olympics. Yes, you definitely It's a word. Should, you should have definitely sat in a different chair. No, it's um, fine. Man, that bugs the crap out of me. It was something about the Olympics. Well, the Olympics is named after Mount Olympus, and it was determined. To, it was a de- competition to determine between the people of Greece who was the closest to the gods. Oh, I remember what it is now. Do you? So, one of the biggest tradition of the, the CIA Olympics is coming. Listen, the CIA is coming for me. Yes, they don't like you exposing all their truths. <laughs> Um, so one of the They're big... Like, he's talking about aquatic apes. Go get him. <laughs> and then aquatic apes jump out of the helicopter, and we're like, oh, things are going down. But except they don't have legs, so they just flop on the ground. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, when you think of the Olympics, especially in ancient Greece, what sport do you think of? Uh, probably the marathon. Because that was also Greek, and it was part of the Olympics. Yeah, not that, though. Like, you see the statues of two competitors. Oh, like shot put? No. I don't know. Wrestling. What? Wrestling has been... that they, It was huge. Dude, I literally... The, the first thing I think of when I think of Olympics is definitely not wrestling. So, what I'm saying is, back in the day, that was... Wrestling was huge, like, um, in Greek I times. think you're forgetting about the marathon. Which is literally called Marathon because it was a run to Marathon, which was a place in Greece. I'm not saying that that isn't also big. I'm just saying that wrestling was also huge. Wrestling is still huge. Yeah, and but, name. <laughs> so I brought it up because they were thinking about removing wrestling from the Olympics. Well, they should. Why? Because reasons. Yeah. So I don't know anything about wrestling. I did wrestling. Yes, I remember. It was horrible. <laughs> the pictures from the middle school yearbook are just great. That's pretty good. Uh, the reason why it was horrible is because I was a bigger kid. Yes. And so the kids that were in my weight class way outclassed me. Yeah. <laughs> so so like uh, I, I basically was a wimpy, nerdy, fat kid. Yeah. And the kids that I was wrestling against were non-wimpy, non-nerdy, shredded, shredded kids. Yeah. And uh, it was bad. And the only person in my weight class that I could practice with, and I'm not going to name names, but he was awkward. He was also fat like me. Uh-huh. And he didn't bathe very well. Mm. And he loved to put me in headlocks. Mm. So my nose got to be part of his armpit. Mm. I quit wrestling. Yeah, so <laughs> wrestling is one of the like top strength versus strength. There's also a lot more to it. Leverage, yada, yeah. yada, yada. So for me, if you're looking for like taking and comparing two nations and like their competitor's strength, 
That's got to be one of the up there ones. Yeah. Not, not necessarily when they wanted speed walking, which is still part of the Olympics. Shot put. Yes, but that's not direct competition. You know what needs to be part of the Olympics? What? Axe throwing. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> but you don't want to do it with me today, so that's fine. Well, it's okay. You know why I don't want to do it? Because you're a loser, though. Yeah, that makes sense. Also, I definitely didn't do it yesterday without you Bastard. and i definitely didn't accidentally misplace one of the axes and need to find it in my yard somewhere how dare you your road is exceptionally busy today it actually is a super highway today <laughs> i wonder if it's gonna get picked up in the audio because we're not stopping no but uh yeah so what's your favorite conspiracy theory slash myth does it have to be historical no favorite conspiracy theory and or it could be like something like the sasquatch or loch ness favorite in what way because <laughs> to be honest that, like you're passionate most, about in what way because most conspiracy theories i'm passionate about how stupid they are <laughs> something like maybe as a kid something that like i believed. you believed hmm conspiracy theory i've got myself my own question here because i'm trying to think through it wow you you really stumped me on this one i'm trying to think of any conspiracy theory that i find remotely interesting ufos no i don't think that we've ever been visited by aliens conspiracy theory doesn't necessarily okay i think it narrows it down so how about the conspiracy that there were aliens at uh uh area 51 Mm-hmm. being totally ridiculous and the actual conspiracy is that the united states government has some sweet air gear air gear mm-hmm. <laughs> or scarier yet um so this isn't actually a conspiracy as much as it is um an actual quotation of fact yeah. um there have been many naval pilots that have gone on record um talking about objects that they've seen flying um, while they're piloting aircraft that they can't explain that move in unexplained ways that planes that we have now can't yeah like where they'll be going the same speed as the plane and then abruptly turn like a sharp 90 degrees or stop midair basically Mm -hmm. um and the scariest part of that to me is not necessarily that it's the u.s government testing experimental vehicles as it is other people like the chinese yeah um and not this not because i don't like chinese people it's because i have a fear that they don't like me (laughs) yeah well so did you ever read the book area 51 no i don't read books so this giant book is all the a woman that went through all the declassified documents and basically they said yeah something like a ufo did crash near area 51 like that actually did happen it was the Soviets flying out an aircraft. Made something that it functioned a lot like a UFO and it looked alien. And they actually took two of their pilots and made them look like aliens through like surgery and stuff. Whether or not they were still alive when they crashed, no one's to know. But that actually happened and they did it to kind of freak Americans out. But also kind of, you know, test some of their own technology. So, here's the thing, man. We have 
advanced computer technologies and just technologies in general in such an at such an a just an incredible rate that you almost can't even think about it. So if you look back at when we were kids back in the 90s, mm-hmm. the most highly technologically advanced thing you'd have in your home was a Windows 95 gateway PC. Yeah. With a trackball mouse and it was horrible. It ran off floppy disks. Yep. It was just bad. It had like 10 megabytes of RAM. <laughs> and mm. now you look at the fo- the computer that we have in our pockets that's literally thousands of times more powerful, right? Yeah. And you want me, as an educated man, to believe that we're still flying jets that were invented in the 60s and 70s, and yeah. that's all we have? Yeah. Nonsense. You know, you bring up something that's really going to bother me now. You talk about gateway PCs, but there were more. Yeah, you remember Dell, HP, they were all around. What there was another one that I'm trying to like the off-brand ones that were really popular. Something like for some reason, like a cow, like black and white. That's gateway. Was that gateway? Gateway had the cow. And then there was I forgot what we had, but we didn't have that. Gateway was expensive. I remember very specifically. This was back in the '90s. You have to remember, so money was worth more back then. Yeah. Um, And I remember very specifically helping my parents order a computer for our house in like 1995 or six. Yeah. And it was like twenty eight hundred dollars. Yeah. In 1996. Yeah, I remember when. Gosh, what is the name of this? I remember it ran Doom. Yeah. I uh <laughs> so my mom ordered a PC and I think she ordered it off of QVC. Oh boy, I bet that was a real job. Yeah, and it came and it was like three foot by three foot box with everything in it. Yep. You remember that? It oh, was yeah. huge. It came with a monitor, it heavy, came with everything. Yeah. Came with a printer. And uh, Our, man, ours didn't come with a printer. E machine, yes, e machine, e machines. That's what it was. Was it really? Yeah, that was like an off brand. Yeah, then. it was. But man, it's like you look at computers back then, and just like it's like back in the day, it was it, it was, was so it was Dell, HP, IBM, Gateway, and that's those were like the yeah, big, the big players. Yeah, e machines. Would they carried it like Walmart later? Yeah, it was like the the off yeah. brand. And I, I mean. Not that there's anything wrong with buying an e-machine, people. I'm not calling Corey a scrub, even though he's a total scrub and yeah. had an e-machine. Well, I mean, at the time, it was not <laughs> something that... Did your computer you even have a cow pattern on it? No. Did it? No. <laughs> but um, I do remember that uh, we got it, and I wanted to play uh, Warcraft 3. Because mm. I played a lot of Warcraft 2. Yep. And we needed an updated graphics card, which was oh, probably like, now it couldn't even run an operating system. Yeah. But back then I needed it. So uh, I knew a guy that could replace it. And we took it. And he's like, oh, you have an e-machines? These are all like soldered in directly and you can't change anything about them. And you were And I was just like You were devastated. Crushed. I'm like, you should have uh, come and hung out with me because mine was totally yeah. good. But uh, my cousin, Nick, you've met him before. He built a computer back when you still had to solder everything together. That's impressive. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, now people that are like, I build my computers. Like, 
That's great. It's They're really Legos. Not, it's yeah, Legos. It's like, I'm not saying it's super easy in that, like, it doesn't I am. take some thought. It's super easy. It doesn't it, require any thought. It takes a, a moderate amount of thought. Literally, the connectors only fit in one place. You literally only, all you have to do to build a PC is make sure you order DDR4 for your DDR4, and you have to make sure that your CPU socket is the correct one for the motherboard. There's like six of them. You have to make sure you got the right one, and then you have to make sure if you're putting a graphics card in that your computer has PCIe, because like every graphics card is PCIe. Okay. And, and, and SATA. Did I have to say anything else? It's universal. That's still a couple things. SATA's universal. doesn't matter what. Your hard drive plugs in. You don't even have to... Back in the day, you had to... You remember hard drive... Okay, you might not have ever done this, but do you remember when hard drives had pins on the back of them? And you had to put bridges? Yes. So you don't have to do that anymore, but back in the day with IDE, this is the old school way of hooking up hard drives that isn't SATA, non-SATA. Um, IDE hard drives back in the day, you'd have to bridge certain pins together to tell that drive whether it was a master or a slave drive. Mm -hmm. And it would determine, it didn't have RAID. RAID is what we use now, RAID and SATA. Mm -hmm. And it didn't have that. So building a computer now is Legos. I don't care what anybody says. If you you can read descriptions, you can build a computer. Yeah, and I mean, it takes some time to figure out the parts, but that's the hardest part is what I was getting at. I mean, not really. You can pretty much go on Newegg and like be like, I need yeah. a build PC combo. And they're yeah. like, here you go, bud. Yeah. So I guess we've kind of got what my point was, and I can't even remember what the first point was. <laughs> but basically, back in the day, if somebody built PCs or fixed PCs, it was more of like it was a more mechanical of a trade. trade. It was a trade. Now it's more like it's just as cheap to be like, oh, your graphics card isn't working? Rip it out, put a new one in. Yeah. Even though now with bitcoins, those are extremely. Expensive. Well, they've come back down a little bit, but they for a little while they were like really bad. Yeah. Well, that's because they people realized that they could try and farm it, and then people quickly realized that graphics processing units were better than CPUs. Yeah, and then you realize that it's still going to be hell of expensive to get like the amount. Well, the problem is is there's farm. diminishing returns on yeah. Bitcoin farming, so. There was a boom for a while because it was readily available and you could mine one every so often. But the way the Bitcoin is created, it was created intentionally in a scarce way. So the more Bitcoin is created, the less easy it is to create. Therefore, as as, as more Bitcoins are farmed, they become more and more hard to farm. Yeah. So the more people were doing it, the harder it became. And now it's getting very hard. Yeah, I know next to nothing about Bitcoin, so... That's maybe a topic for another time. Perhaps. Maybe we can learn you. And I was going to talk a little bit about ghosts, but we're getting close to time here. It's well, my good. conspiracy theory. Next so. time will be our Halloween special. Yeah. And we'll, and talk, we'll about talk about ghosts. boo. Yes. We're going to talk about all kinds of boo. <laughs> boo. Sounds more like moo. <laughs> Actually, I was going for my Bill Clinton impression on that one. Boo. No, that, yeah, that, there you that go. sounded like a sheep. <laughs> he is a sheep. <laughs> and with that, we'll see you on the next one. Later, guys. <laughs> Look at the spiking on that. <laughs> Whoopsie daisy. Stay back!